Okay. No, fuck. <laughs> and we're starting off the podcast well. Welcome to Insert Super Pun Here. I'm Allison. I'm Parker. And we're, I don't know, friends who like to talk about things. Well, we're friends who like to watch things and then talk about it. And we yeah. decided to now put do, this do in. That? You, yeah, do that <laughs> so other people can hear some of our conversations. Yeah, but we kind of wanted a focus for it. So our focus is going to be around um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe phase one through the end of time. Right. For phases. Right. But um, I think we're in phase two now, right? Or is it. <laughs> Phase three. three. No, I think Infinity War. is. Start. Oh, I don't know. We'll find that out for the next one. <laughs> we'll actually do some research for the next one. Um, yeah, so Parker, why don't you explain to the audience, and maybe to me again too, what we're doing here. Well, so um, if you've ever been on the internets, you would have noticed that there's this thing going around Twitter and Instagram, and it just says, starting on January 1st, 2018. Watch one Marvel movie a week, and if you do that, it's going to lead all the way up to Infinity War. Mm-hmm. This whole big thing that we've been looking forward to since the first Iron Man movie. So that's and by we he means nerds like him because I had no idea. Well, and lots of other people, <laughs> other <laughs> nerds like you. So what we decided to do was we decided to spend our time rewatching these wonderful movies that we've mm-hmm. probably seen multiple times and talk about it. Yeah. So, just a little background here. Like I said, Parker's a super nerd, um, and I am a lover of good movies and good storylines. I don't read a lot of comics, but I have a lot of comic book knowledge just because of knowing Parker. But also, she watches a lot of comic book movies, a lot and of comic shows. book TV shows, and a lot mm-hmm. of all, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so. I'm very. I like. Um, I, I mean, I like good storytelling, but I also like good characters. Mm-hmm. And the thing about comics is their characters are amazing. I, they wouldn't still be around if they weren't. So, And the Marvel movies have done it well. Yeah. Even their worst movies, mm-hmm. thinking Incredible Hulk, Iron yeah. Man 2, are still really enjoyable. And that's the thing for me, too, is I really like when effort is put into something and you can definitely tell with Marvel their idea of going into this Mm -hmm. starting with Iron Man in 2008 was to really go into it with a plan and you can see that and I think everybody can see that we're not going to get into too much detail about Marvel versus DC because um, clearly Marvel is winning that in in the movies clearly one had a plan and was doing the slow and steady right while the other one wanted to rush into yeah. their own cinematic universe exactly and I mean you see it with everything like like obviously the Marvel movies are better mm-hmm. they all fit together even including uh, agents of shield right. the, the television show right so it's just it's amazing because everything fits together it's one whole universe even if there's some like random stuff happening well, here and there even if you think about Daredevil, the netflix shows yes daredevil mm-hmm. um jessica jones iron fist if we have to say <laughs> talk about it um luke cage yeah um it's they still talk about the incident, yeah, because they take they all take place in New York, right? So they have to and mention they take, that this happened, well, and they all take place in the same universe, right? Unlike 
DC, which has these amazing shows on the CW, mm. which we could probably do a whole nother podcast oh on those because yeah. they're amazing. And all four of those shows fit together really well. Right. But the problem is, is then you have these movies that are apparently taking place in a different universe than those because right. there's a different Flash. Right. There's nothing is, is connected. Which is very and, DC though. DC has multiverses. Yeah. They tend well, to... And, there's no problem with no. multiverses, but like the shows do that well. Yeah, Supergirl's a different, multi, a different, Earth technically a different Earth, than yeah. Flash and Arrow, right? But they still fit together. Well. Exactly. Yeah. It's just that the movies are not fitting in as well. The right. movies are not as well done, no. and they're not well done for movies at all. It, I mean, there's some. The, I, apart from Wonder Woman, I will say Wonder Woman is right. DC's but, best offering. But there are parts that I enjoy. There are things about Man and Steel I enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's true. There were, I really did like Man of Steel. There were parts of Batman versus Superman. Parts. Parts. Most of it was when Wonder Woman would show up. Yeah. But there were parts I enjoyed. Suicide Squad Suicide was a Squad hot ha- fucking mess. Ha- happened. And and anybody who tries to defend it, I just want to physically assault. And then Justice League even had moments that I enjoyed. And yeah. maybe it was the super geek in me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was finally seeing them all together. And it was just kind of... that Because... Growing up, I was more of a DC person than I was a Marvel person. I think with DC, the DC movies as well, they've really struggled with the casting. Yeah. Um, Clearly, with Batman, there weren't a lot of... There weren't... Not everybody was on... I feel like not everybody's going to be on board with whatever decision you make about Batman. Right. Um, Superman, I like Henry... Yeah, I don't like... How do you... He's a good... Henry C. He's a good actor, but he's not... He's not the Superman... Mm-hmm. That I like, yeah. The super, the uh, Chris, and he, and he doesn't have to the be the kind of like geeky nerdy sort he of. He doesn't Superman. have to be the Christopher Reeve Superman, right? But he needs to be a little more hopeful, yeah. And this Superman was not that hopeful. Well, Christopher Nolan, except super dark. But ex- yeah, but Christopher Nolan didn't do it. No, I, who did it? Who who directed Man of Steel? Zack Snyder. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm Christopher sorry. Nolan I didn't flashed, do any of this. I flashed back to the old Batman's old okay. Batman. You know what? <laughs> We digress. Yes. We're here to talk about Marvel. Yeah. And the Marvel movies. So let's not get into a Marvel movie. Hopefully that gave everybody a little bit of background about how we talk about things. Basically, I say something that's wrong and Parker's like, but that's not But that's not how it works. Uh, (laughs) But we're very passionate about this, even though we come from very different comic backgrounds. Right. But we enjoy, we watch a lot of this stuff together anyway. Right. So we go to all the movies together and everything. Mm -hmm. So... All that to say. All that to say is we are watching one Marvel movie a week that's going to lead up to Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And then after we watch Infinity War, we will also release a podcast about Infinity War. Yeah. And then as the other movies come out, we'll add to them. If something else happens, we'll add to it. So this is like a limited run for now, but it's... For Marvel. Yeah. Maybe we'll do DC. Oh my gosh. I mean... Maybe we'll... Yeah. So there's a lot of different things. So don't worry saying, <laughs> oh no, when they finish Infinity War, what am I going to do with my don't time? Don't worry five minutes into this podcast that you're going to run out of podcast episodes. But so what we need to do is we have to start with the flagship movie. Mm-hmm. The movie that really, if this movie failed, there would be no Infinity War right. coming up. There would be no Marvel Cinematic Universe. They probably... Disney would never have bought... No. Marvel, it wouldn't have done anything well. So Well, and I don't think superheroes would be a superhero movies or shows no, would be as big now. As big if it wasn't yeah. for this movie. So right. we're gonna talk about the first Iron Man. 
So Iron Man came out in 2008, mm-hmm. which is so great that literally 10 years later, mm-hmm. Infinity War is going to come out. Yeah. And the amount of movies that they've had since then, um, I don't know if you have, what's the exact date? April 14th. April 14th. Oh, actually, it was May 2nd in the United States. Okay, and Infinity Wars, well, well <laughs> but Infinity Wars coming out in May is, I want to say May 2nd. I mean, that would line up really well. Ooh, that would be very Marvel. Yes. That would be very... Again, very well thought out. Right. Um, very Planned. well scripted. Right. And even if it's anywhere near the date, it might not be the second. It's still really... Uh, May 4th. May 4th. So literally 10 years literally and two days <laughs> later, yes. they're coming out with this Infinity War. But there would be no Infinity War if there wasn't Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So we decided to watch that first. So the first... well, a little bit of background about Iron Man itself. Okay. I remember like you talking about Iron Man, um, and hearing that John Favreau was going to he wrote and directed it, right? right. Um, and oh no, he didn't. He, he directed. Didn't, he didn't write it. He right. he he directed it. We are but I well remember... researched. <laughs> no, but I remember hearing that he was going to direct mm-hmm. it and being excited about that because. John Favreau, I mean, when I think of John Favreau, I to be fair, first thing I think of is it's, him on Friends. Oh, not <laughs> you think swingers? swingers? Yeah, for some reason I think no, it's Swinners. Okay. I think of him on Friends okay. dating Monica and being the rich guy. And, well, because I really liked him on that because yeah. he had like a super dry sense of humor on right. Friends. And, I mean, he does anyway, but right. um, I, I kind of had a huge crush on him from his run on Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was probably like five episodes. <laughs> but in my <laughs> mind, it felt like much longer. Right. Um, but yeah, I remember being excited that he was going to direct it. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think of him at all. Oh, I was excited that they were making an Iron Man movie. Oh, right. You know, and that's what made me happy because again, even in two thousand and eight, there weren't as many superhero movies as there are now. Well, it was, and so it was either it was, Batman or right, Superman. Right. I mean, th- there were some shows and things like that, cartoons that we really enjoyed, yeah. but geek culture hadn't exploded mm-hmm. like it has now. Like, it was still kind of underground. Exactly. We had X-Men movies and they were enjoyable and, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. But we just didn't have, it wasn't part of the culture right. that it is now. So when they decided to make an Iron Man movie, first of all, your first thought is, oh, Iron Man, why would you go with that first? But okay, yeah. let's see what happens. And it turns out that, first of all, Iron Man is just an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. From Even if it didn't lead... Yeah. To the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is a good movie from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It is fun. It's serious. And the only reason it really works is Robert Downey Jr. That's that's really true. Because if... Again, you know, I mentioned earlier that I think the casting that mm-hmm. Marvel does is spot on. Yeah, for, for most people. For pretty much everybody. Yeah. In my opinion. You may have different opinions. We'll get, we'll get into somebody that. in this movie who I didn't feel the casting was great. <laughs> And neither and did we Marvel. Might, we might argue so. with that. I just... You're right. If if Tony Stark was anybody mm-hmm. but Robert Downey Jr. Because right. you literally... I mean, it's kind of hard now because it's 10 years later and he's been in all of these movies right. as Iron Man. But I, I struggle to think of anyone else. Well, also... And I, 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 I don't think people go too much into this, but even just hearing Robert Downey Jr. was doing it, if you know anything about Iron Man... You know, Robert Downey Jr. and and Tony Stark kind of had similar issues with substance abuse and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And 
it's really a fun fact that they did not pay him that much money for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't, now, he makes all the money. Yeah. Um, but they did not pay him that much mo- money for this movie. And they didn't really well, because want this is, him. This is really his, his huge comeback. This was his comeback. Yeah. And they didn't even want him. No one thought, you know, since you're found in some stranger's bed drunk, <laughs> nobody really wants to give you another chance. Right. But I don't know if he's friends with John Favreau or exactly how it worked out, but I think he went to bat for him and it worked out. Exactly. That's all I can say is that it really worked out. So Robert Downey Jr. is the spine of this movie. So according to our our you know research <laughs> our, our densely researched mm-hmm. um, notes here, um, originally John Favreau wanted to um, cast somebody who was um, a newcomer, somebody okay. who didn't Which cost a lot of money. Everything I just said right. didn't even right. happen. Good. So, um, because basically, like you said, this was this was something that had not really ever been done before, right. um, and they the studio, you know, didn't have that much money. Right. You know, I mean, comparatively, well, Marvel Studio wasn't known. Right. This was their first... This is Marvel and so, actually doing one of their own properties, yeah. I believe, for one of the first times. Right. So... And so you would think, oh, you would want a big name in right. there to drop people in, right. but they didn't. They couldn't afford it. So basically, what ended up happening was um, Robert Downey Jr. is a fan of the Iron Man comic. Oh, okay. Um, and also because of his past, like right. you said. So... Um, Basically, he uh, John Favreau had to fight with Marvel about it. So um, John Favreau did fight for Robert yes, Downey Jr. See, yep. so I was right. Right, exactly. So um, basically, uh, that's kind of how that went down. Yeah. I don't know. I Actually, know they didn't want him. Like that was the biggest thing that you heard all these years is that they didn't want him. Mm-hmm. So and he took it. For very little money compared to what he's making now. Yeah. And like I said, he's making all the money Right. We don't really have the numbers on that right now, but... Yeah. And I know you're just waiting (laughs) for those numbers. But but yeah, we don't have those numbers, so... And I think looking forward, just because we've all seen all the movies, I'm not a... We're not going to spoil too much, I guess, as the movies go on. But we're going to assume that you know right. what's happening. If you haven't watched these movies, first of all, maybe you're te- you're like 10 years old. Exactly. Or second of all, like maybe you've been in a coma. Right. Or, you know, maybe lost in a Middle Eastern desert right. somewhere. Maybe, you know, just being kidnapped by terrorists. Trying to build your own Iron Man suit. Right. You don't know what's happening. Exactly. But... So we are going to talk about things that have happened in the other movies yeah. as we remember it. We're literally going to go through the movie, and and if you haven't watched them, yeah. spoiler alert, yeah, I guess. Right. Just a blanket spoiler yeah. alert. So Robert Downey Jr. in all the movies, every time he plays Iron Man, he just is spot on. Even mm-hmm. in, again, Iron Man 2, in my mind, is the weakest of the Iron Man of the Iron Man movies. But none of it has to do with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. He is spot on. He is perfect. And the tone, everything he does is perfect in each movie. Mm-hmm. Even in the last Spider-Man movie with him. Yes. He is perfect in that. Every movie that he plays Iron Man, mm-hmm. he is great. So I couldn't be any happier that Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, it's just phenomenal. So if we want to talk about... Do you want to talk about the rest of the casting right now? I mean, since we're talking about casting. Yeah, are we going to... 
Are we going to summarize the movie as we go along and maybe talk about casting that way? Sure. We didn't really plan out how yeah. this was going to go on. Right. Yet, so. so basically the beginning of the movie is Tony is traveling. Mm-hmm. It, I think it opens with him in the, like getting into the Humvee, yes. right? Um, and he's, you know, Tony. being Tony. Tony yeah. being Tony. And, um, <laughs> and so he's joking around and everything. And then there's an explosion. Uh, an explosion. I don't know if it's an IUD or a missile or whatever. It's but, a missile. Okay. Yeah. It's so, one of his missiles. Right. Yeah. So, um... You know, the Humvees get blown up. He gets dragged off. Um, well, the Humvee gets blown up. Oh, but we don't see him get dragged I don't, off. I don't think yet. I think you see it get blown okay. up. So we saw this a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and I've had a concussion since then, so I could be wrong. <laughs> um, but then he, but then we go back a few weeks or a week in yeah. time. And it's just kind of introducing us to the entire cast. Mm-hmm. So one thing that really stuck out to me at first when they're introducing us to the cast is if you watched any of the other Marvel movies and Agent Carter, anything like that. Oh, so there's a... I love Agent Carter. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I love Agent Carter. So there's somebody who who's playing... So they have a little thing that introduces us to the Starks. It has a bunch of newspaper articles and magazine yeah. articles about Tony Stark and Stark this and Howard Stark, his dad and his mm-hmm. mom and all that stuff. There's a different Howard Stark in this movie than there is... In, in the in Civil War. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, all of that. Oh, Civil War. You know, yeah. you're right. Yeah, in Civil War. I don't War. think he's in. Winter Soldier's in Civil yeah. War. But I yeah. always get confused. So they have... So they Sebastian have, Stan makes my head all crazy. But also, in the same as... Um, in the first Captain America movie, there's an old Howard Stark. Right. And then an Agent Carter. And the first Captain America, there's a younger yeah. Howard Stark. But what just struck me was... It's a different... I want to say Dominic Cooper. Is the younger one. Ugh, but the older so one good. is someone from Mad Men in the other movies. But in this one, it's just somebody I've never seen before yeah. in my life. So that's the first thing that struck me. Was, someone from Mad Men. Again, yeah. meticulously researched. But So there was a different Howard Stark. Yeah. That took me out of it because I've known yeah. all the other Howard Rewatching Starks. Rewatching it, it took exactly. you out of it. Bob. I, well, I made a note here... Uh, that the magazine covers look like Marvel movie posters, but I don't okay. remember what I'm thinking about. Well, I don't know either. Oh, because they show um, it. You know, it has the the newspaper clippings mm-hmm. with um, you know letting you know what's happened mm-hmm. in you know previously. But it also has because oh, because he gives that speech. He's supposed to yes. win an award. Right. And it has, like, during the intro, there's oh, the magazine right. covers. And it just looks like Marvel movie posters. The right. magazine covers, they look so with stupid. How, with, with Tony Stark yeah. just kind of standing like, yes. Yeah. But w- another thing that struck me during that sequence is um, they had a picture of Robert Downey Jr. as young Robert Downey Jr., and if you know anything about any of the Marvel movies now, is they love to make their old actors... Younger versions of themselves. Yeah. And in 2008, they were not good at that. <laughs> he did not really look like a great older, younger version of himself. Yeah. Like in Civil War, mm-hmm. where they have him. The hologram. The thing. hologram of him, but he's a younger version of himself. <laughs> um, 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 Kirk Douglas. Not Kirk Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas <laughs> in, in Ant-Man. My, Kirk Douglas is 101 years old. <laughs> Michael Douglas in Ant-Man, they made him a younger version yeah. of himself. And they're really good at that now. now. Yeah. But then they were not. Yeah. So this is when we get introduced to... The real Tony Stark. Well... Um, well Rhodey. 
Rhodey. That's we get introduced to Rhodey and uh, what's his face, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, not Bo Bridges. Like I always, I don't know why, Just but like I, I always Kirk assume Douglas. it's Bo Bridges. Um, what's what's Jeff Bridges' character's name? <laughs> Obi. Obadiah. Obadiah. Obi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Nailed it. Um, Obadiah. So that, this is when we get introduced to these two people. Um, I kind of thought Jeff Bridges was, was good he was, in this role. He was role. great. And then Terrence Howard is Rhodey in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not Rhodey in the other movies that there is a War Machine or a Rhodey. <laughs> um, and I'm very glad. Yeah. Because I hated him. Terrence Howard is horrible in this role. So, I don't know much about the character of Rhodey. But I... I It's funny because I, I don't know if I prefer Terrence Howard because I like Don Cheadle in the role in the other movies. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mind Terrence Howard. And when I first watched it, I don't think I minded Terrence Howard I either. Think that in hindsight, and you're like, screw that guy. After seeing Don Cheadle in it, yeah. I love. So you prefer Don Cheadle? I kept trying to picture rewatching this movie. Yeah. Don Cheadle as <laughs> okay. Rhodey, and I enjoyed it more. So, a little side note here. Spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> Don Cheadle is, becomes Rhodey in the yes, other movies. In the other movies, but there's no spoiler. As far as I remember, um, and I don't really care enough to look it up, but as far as I remember, basically Terrence Howard didn't come back because for Iron Man 2, they opt Tony Stark's, or Tony Stark, Robert Stark Jr.'s payday, and they were not matching that for Terrence Howard, and he refused to do it unless he made as much as Robert Downey Jr. Seems to check out in my mind. (laughs) I mean... I get that he he wants a bigger payday. Yeah, he has to be same, kicking himself now, though. But at the same time, like, was he... Did they play an equal part in that movie? In no. the second movie? And Which there, I can't remember because we haven't no, watched it yet. You can have an Iron Man movie without... Rhodey. Yeah. You can't James have an Iron... You can't have an Iron Man movie... Without... Without Iron Tony Man. Stark. Yeah. So, sorry, Terrence Howard, but you're <laughs> out. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, Oh, you went Project Runway. Yeah, you know. I have watched a lot of Project Runway in the past few years. Tell the chef say away. No, that's RuPaul's Dragons. (laughs) Man, I am a bad gay. So, so yeah, so they introduce us to them, and we we see, you know, Tony Stark gets a reward. He's not there Mm -hmm. to receive it because he's gambling. So Obadiah has to... I made a note, because this is a joke, and it's going to be hilarious, and I said, more like apathy awards, am I right? No. No. Does it it doesn't hit as as hard as it did when we were watching the movie. Well, see, it's because you wasted it back. I know. Yeah. I shouldn't have said it. So yes, yeah, so we we see that Obadiah is really the one mm-hmm. who's holding the company together. And Tony Stark is just some playboy who makes things. Because mm-hmm. he, he's he's a genius and he can make really good things. But, but business he, wise, he's right. not He would rather gamble directing the company have sexual girls. Um, you know what playboys do, right? Said by a man who has never had sex with a girl. Yeah, just the way That's you what said rich it. people do. They have sex with girls. They do money stuff. So he takes home a reporter. I Le- made a note here that Leslie Bibb, um, journalistic integrity goes out the window in the face of Tony Stark's slicked back hair. Ooh, I like. Yeah. He really did have slicked back yeah, hair a it was lot really in this movie. Slicked. But he, so he takes Leslie Bibb I also home. thought that he looked a little bit like Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I've never seen it. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't know. 
So he takes Leslie Bibble, who I love. So I'm going to keep saying her name as much as I can. Okay. Because so, I love popular. So <laughs> he takes her home. They do what a man and a woman do when they are attracted to each other sexually. And then she wakes up and he's not there. Mm-hmm. But you know who is there? <gasps> is it Pepper Potts? Well, before Pepper Pot- Potts. Jarvis. Jarvis. Jarvis is his his artificial intelligence who kind of runs the house. Voiced Boy- by my one of my favorite people, Paul Bettany. Who later becomes Vision. Spoiler alert. Yes, we said that at the beginning. <laughs> and again, knowing that, I kept waiting for Vision just to show up. Oh, yeah. Every time I heard his voice. Because that's what I wanted. It made mm-hmm. me feel good on the inside. Even though I know there's going to be a lot of movies. Right. Until he <laughs> until shows up. But, you know, just hearing his voice made me feel comforted. Mm-hmm. So she hears um, Jarvis and then runs into Pepper Potts. Yes. Who I felt looked a lot like um, her character in View from the Top with that outfit. With Who's that... playing Pepper Potts? You didn't say. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, very good. Because um, uh, she had like this like skirt suit, yeah. business suit thing on. Um, uh, oh my god, I actually, the top. Love that movie. Yeah, Sorry. Same. Um, I actually really, really like, because I think we mentioned this when we were watching the movie, Gwyneth Paltrow in real life is too much, don't really care for her, but in a lot of her movies, I really like her, and I think that she was very oh, well cast. She was Fox. perfect. I mean, just the... Sexual chemistry, yeah, between her and Robert Downey Jr. are is so perfect. Yeah, it is so like that. You, I actually put here the attraction between the two. I know. I said sexual chemistry is yep, off the charts. Exactly. So she kicks Leslie Bibb out, out basically, and goes down to see Tony, and mm-hmm. they're they're talking and they having their whole thing while he's playing with his toys mm-hmm. and doing all that. And then um, he that's when he leaves to go on his business trip, yep. right? Um, to sell also, weapons. To sell Stark weapons to so the army. We also see John Favreau as Happy, oh, yeah. his driver, and I made a note saying I would fuck with John Favreau. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can. <laughs> I'm not going to stand in your way. <laughs> because I also uh, read um, when I was feverishly researching um, that uh, when John Favreau was chosen to direct this movie, he lost like 70 pounds to celebrate. So he got wow. But he's not really that skinny no. in this movie. So I'm like, damn. Yeah, yeah. Alright. Um, okay, so basically Tony gets on the plane with um Terrence Howard. Yep. And his sex plane. Yeah, I'm really off put by um these stewardesses who then turn into the strippers. Basically Playboy Playmates. Yeah. It yeah. It's not a view from the top. No. Um but anyway, so then they land, and Tony's doing um, this presentation of the Jericho missile, yep. which from what I can tell just blows the missiles. shit out of everything. Yeah. It's giant, blows shit up. Um, but what, it's clear that this is his, this is another one of his, so he builds, like he right. invents the things, but his other part of it is selling the right, things. Right, because he's, that he's that a pers- born salesman. He, he has, has that, that personality. personality. The thing that struck me during his missile test was the traveling bar that he had. Yes. I thought that was phenomenal. It looks like a it looks like a case mm-hmm. and it opens up and it's cold and everything's iced and you can make a martini. You know, nice. my roommate got one of those for Christmas. Really? It's an old one that his mom's fiance's mother used to trip around with. No, it's oh. like this little case. Well his was refrigerated. Well oh I'm sorry. 
No, it's like this little case, and you open it up, and everything's strapped in there. Yeah, if I want a refrigerator, one like Tony Stark's. Well, I mean, it's 2018, so, you know, do it. I know. God, dick. So, that happens, he sells it, and now we get to the Humvee that he was in at the beginning of the movie. Right. The Humvee gets blown up, mm-hmm. he scrambles out, um, and he looks down at a missile that's about to blow, and it says Stark. Yes. On the missile, which he has big white eyes. Oh, no, he's upset. And it blows up, and he wakes up in a terrorist camp. Um, And, well, he kind of, because you see these, like, flashbacks of him in and out. Not flashbacks, but flashes of him being in and out of consciousness, and there's somebody's doing surgery on him. Right, just to fix some of his basic wounds. Yeah, and then he wakes up, and he's got this thing in his chest, and he's hooked up to a car battery. I made a note saying... How stoked would I be to wake up as a freaking cyborg? I mean, you can't really go anywhere if you're still connected to that right. car battery. Exactly. But. Yeah, so so we see that he was hurt. We basically find out that the terrorists kidnapped him because they want him to build them their own Jericho missile. Right. Um, there was this other scientist in there who was kidnapped scientist too. Scientist doctor thing. Yeah, I don't know person. his name, but he's yeah. not that important in the big scheme of life. Oh. Ah, he dies. Spoiler. <laughs> so, so basically they want him to build this thing. One thing I noticed too is as the whole montage of him building things and him so, getting to know his doctor friend and mm-hmm. all that, I thought they did a nice job showing Tony Stark's genius yeah. because of all the things he was able to build yeah. and work on without any real equipment, right. without any real tools. And just, I don't, because I can't remember what you said 30 seconds ago. Okay. Um, but basically, they want him to build the Jericho missile for them. I said that. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. So anyway, <laughs> I said it's like watching a medieval blacksmith work. Yes. Um, a very sexy medieval blacksmith. Exactly. He's got the tank top. He's all dirty right. and sweaty. So Tony says, of course, I'm going to build you that missile. What they work on is Tony builds a, a special um He, he builds chest. another thingy. Yes, that uses... That doesn't have to have a car battery. And it uses... It uses something <laughs> that Tony that Stark Tony Stark um, created back in the United States yeah. that basically keeps the shrapnel away from his heart, right? And it, and later will power the suit that arc reactor, the arc re- reactor. Yeah, so, it's an electromagnetic thing, right? That, that keeps that, the, yeah, that keeps, keeps the, the shrapnel away right. from his heart. So he tells them he's building them the missile, but instead he's building a really old Iron Man suit. Yes. The first Iron Man suit, which is so cool to see in life because I have seen Tony Stark's origin story in comics and cartoons many times. Mm-hmm. And to actually see it in a live action movie, it looked really cool. Whereas to me, all I kept thinking was, my God, that looks heavy. Right. Oh, yes. Good point. <laughs> Didn't think about that. Um, but also, correct me if I'm wrong, but the arc reactor also powers this suit it, as yes, well, Yes, right? I said that as well. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. And I'm the one with the concussion. I go in and out listening to you. But, so yeah. So that happens. They, the terrorists kind of get wise on him. And they rush in to be like, what are you doing? And he blows them to shit with his old Iron Man suit. Mm -hmm. And the doctor friend, scientist friend is killed. Yes. And Tony escapes and is rescued. So... The whole, like, doctor person dying. Mm -hmm. Um, I made this note that all rich white men need a Tony Stark experience. 
Um, right. Like an old-fashioned continental tour, like, like back in the day. Only rich, Donald rich white Trump would, would get a nice yeah. Tony Stark experience. It, oh, right. okay. So I am not saying that I want the president of the United States to be kidnapped by terrorists. No. That is Just not to what make I that said. Clear. Yes, I do, but <laughs> he doesn't. Um. So yeah, I just made a note of that because him working closely with this person and then having that person die in this, right. you know, is I think plus also the, well, the, um, whole the soldiers ex- that he right. was with in the Humvee that he was having a moment with. I think the whole experience. Right. You know, so he gets back to the States and everyone's like, oh, Tony Stark, Tony Stark. He gets back and he wants to change the world. So he oh, goes... Also, I just want to make a note. Is it about when, cheeseburgers? No. I will make a note about okay. that. Um, but when he escapes the cave thing, yeah. he flies off, right. and then he falls. Well, yeah. There's no way he survives that fall. Well, a, we also have to remember this is a comic book movie. Uh, freaking A. Rhodey fell, and he almost got paralyzed. Okay, first of all, Rhodey fell in Civil War from really yeah, high Yeah, I up. guess it was a lot higher. And he was shot. Yeah, but it wasn't that. It was but the shooting. It was the land. But the shooting did affect him as well. No. Yeah. Anyway, this is different. We're gonna get back to that we, when we watch that movie because when we watch Civil War. The shooting. All it did was was damage okay. a suit. I uh, okay. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. Anyway, so he comes back and he Tony Stark wants to save the world. So he holds a press conference, but on the way to the press conference, he needs a cheeseburger. But yes, so he gets a cheeseburger, which. He's a, he wants a good old-fashioned American cheeseburger, so of course they stop at... Burger King! <laughs> you know, when I think good old-fashioned American cheeseburger, I think whoever's paying the bills. <laughs> also, then he gets to the, to the um, press conference, mm-hmm. and this is where we meet, for the first time, Agent Coulson. Oh my god, I, I literally have, that's so right, I literally have on my notes, first appearance of Agent Coulson literally cheered. Because yes. Alice and I, when we were watching, we, we literally are cheered. Huge Coulson fans. Oh, cheered also, out loud. I made a note that I would fuck with Clark Gregg so hard. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Do you know he's married to Jennifer Gregg from I, Dirty Dancing? I do know that because I told you. No, I knew that beforehand. All right. Anyway, so, so we meet we meet him from Shield, Strategic which, Homeland. Oh, I miss. But they don't call it Shield. They call it its really long name, and yeah. then at the end, we find out it's actually Shield, yes. and it makes us happy. But so we meet Agent Coulson, who wants to talk, who wants to debrief with Tony. And Tony keeps brushing him off, and that's fine. Right. So then Tony Stark basically has a press conference and says, "I do not want to build weapons anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that." Here's a montage. Of stocks going down, Obadiah being upset. Also, and he I, left his last Burger King cheeseburger on the floor by did. the podium. He did. It was very disturbing it to was me. To yeah. But the one thing I noticed when they were doing their little montage of like stocks going down, even though it was 2008, it seemed very 2000. They have <laughs> Mad Money with Jim Cramer yes. talking about Stark stocks and all oh, of that. Man. But they do a nice little montage like they did in the beginning. Of just everything that's happening mm-hmm. and what's going on. And then we just kind of go through for a little bit of the movie, Tony kind of being mopey mm-hmm. because he just doesn't feel like he's living up to his potential. Yeah. We see nice moments between him and Pepper. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to cheer him up and all that. But then Tony decides, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> I'm going to build a better Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. So he builds a better Iron Man suit. We have one of the greatest montages 
that I love is him trying to fly and his little robot friend. Yes. Constantly trying to put out the fires at the wrong time. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. It's it, great. Yes. It's really great. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I made a note here about feeling really nostalgic about this movie. And I think mm-hmm. kind of during that sequence, mm-hmm. I flash back to like when I actually saw it. First song. Right. And how enjoyable. Right. How enjoyable it was. Yeah. So there's just, you know. So and it's okay to say that because that was literally 10 years, years ago. ago. Right. I did make a note that at the beginning of this movie, when we were talking about when the movie came out, um, you were like, oh my God, that's 20 years ago. And I stared at you and I, I made said, a must- only if 2008 was 20 years ago. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> I just wasn't thinking. Anyway. <laughs> Feels like 20 years ago. Feels, yeah. We'll take that out. All right. Um, so, so then he builds his Iron Man suit mm-hmm. and he takes it for a test run. Um, it's very important to know that during his test run, he goes higher and higher into the air until yeah. he ices over. He ices over and he then starts falling. And then during all of his Iron Man sequences, we hear in his ear Jarvis. Mm-hmm. So his artificial intelligence is constantly kind of helping him, guiding him through things. And we just constantly hear Jarvis in his ear. So I he, also said that I would fuck with Paul Bettany in my notes here. <laughs> as the robot? Yeah. His vision? Okay. As literally anything. Okay. So, so he just, just to make you all he flies up in the air. He ices over. He falls down. Obviously, he makes it. He doesn't like crash or anything. And he flies, and he decides, you know what? I'm gonna go stop those terrorists. Mm-hmm. So he goes, and he goes back to where he was kidnapped, and he beats the shit <laughs> out of those terrorists. Mm-hmm. He shoots them, and this is when we really see the he rescues some people. He re- rescues some people who are scared of him, though. Yeah, but we see this is how we see the Iron Man suit in action. Yeah. for the first time, like really doing everything cool. that it can do. Right, it's a super cool sequence. I think it ages really well. It does. I, it, it doesn't fit. feel like a movie that was made ten years ago. No. It feels very like what we see Iron Man doing now. But it's just like in Avengers when he's fighting the aliens. Yeah. It's almost, it was the same thing. Yeah. So he, yeah, so he does that. He comes back. Pepper sees him trying to take off his suit. No, but on the way back. Oh, Rhodey. So, so the, the military. The military yeah. is like, what the hell is this thing? Right. What just happened over there? They see this thing that's flying, but they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's too small for them to realize that it's uh, a man in a suit. Right. Um, that whole sequence, I think, is really fun. It's fun. I think it would have been better with Don Cheadle. <laughs> but, you know, it's just me. <laughs> you got to get over it. Oh, I can't. And I won't. You know, they have the technology now. They could just insert Don Cheadle yeah, into that movie. Uh, and then you could all, buy the Don you know Cheadle what? version. Guys, I want to make it very clear on this podcast. I'm attracted to Don Cheadle. I like Don Cheadle. <laughs> I honestly didn't think you were going to go that way. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I've seen him in, in House of Lies and other things, and I enjoy him. I think his personality and everything So you about prefer him. him because you're attracted to him, whereas Terrence Howard doesn't really do it for you. No, no. Mm-hmm. No, he's more of a cookie man. <laughs> it's an empire joke. I've never seen it, but... <laughs> so... Back to 2008. <laughs> so Pepper finds out that he has an Iron Man suit and all of that stuff. Well, Tony also figures out that Obadiah is supplying mm-hmm. the weapons to the Playing terrorists. Playing both sides of the field, if right. you will. Selling them to the American government 
as well as the terrorists. Uh, Obadiah, in an earlier scene, he killed the head terrorist with this little ear paralyzing yeah. thing. I made um, a note here, oh look, the bad man is a rich old white guy. Right. <laughs> Which again. Which is actually kind yeah. of surprising. Which. Given for that time period. The hero is a younger rich, rich white, white guy, but right. you know. It's a very uh, rich white movie. Right. Um, I also made a note here that Jeff Bridges is hot in this movie, right? Eh, I wouldn't do uh. it. He's no Don Cheadle. <laughs> so I'm never gonna get over the fact that you think Don Cheadle. I don't hot. know what. I think it's also his personality. Like I think he's good looking, but his personality. He's funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I really I get I, it. I'm a personality guy. Okay. So anyway, so Tony Stark finds out that Obadiah is doing all this. He wants to stop him. Well, Obadiah shows up in his house, in Tony's house, and uses that ear paralyzing thing to paralyze Tony and steals Tony's chest arc reactor thing so he can power his own suit. Mm -hmm. So he takes Tony's plans and Tony's heart, literally, (laughs) and goes to make his own suit. Figuratively. Well, well, it was kind of his heart. No, No, there's his heart. All right, all right. Keeping the things out of his heart. We'll cut that out. (laughs) So, um... We'll leave it in. No. I want everyone to know... How stupid you are. <laughs> oh. You're an English major. Okay, now we're taking that out. I'm sorry. Well, we're taking that out. <laughs> so, anywho. Um, so he steals that. He, um, he took the plans. All that stuff. Um, Tony has to crawl downstairs and get the old heart. Mm-hmm. That he had the old reactor that he had in the terrorist that camp. That Pepper was supposed to throw away. And never But did. she made, she uh, put it in a little right. glass case for him. That said proof Tony Stark has and a heart. And his little robot See, friend. and she called it his heart. Oh, shut up. No, proof that he has a heart. Yeah. It's not his heart. Yeah, but... Mm. Um, so anyway, his little robot friend helps him out. Because yep. he would have died had not exactly. his robot friend been there. Exactly. So he does that. So he gets that. He contacts Pepper. And they go to stop uh-huh. Obadiah. Um, so they have, you know, while Pepper's going to stop Obadiah, she runs into Agent Coulson. Who was there for a meeting that... Never happened. Yeah. And she takes him and they go to stop Obadiah, who made his own giant suit. And it's called the Iron Monger? Iron Monger? I think that's right. That sounds very... I think that's right, too. Very familiar to me. Ironmonger. Yep. So he builds this giant suit um, based on Tony's old plan. So it looks a little similar, like a bigger version of Tony's first suit. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, Tony makes it over. He puts in his Iron Man, puts on his Iron Man suit, and he fights Obadiah. Um, the way he stops Obadiah is by flying all the way up in the air, and Obadiah using Tony's old plans never fixed the icing issue. Right, because because Tony ended up doing it a different metal, a different for, suit he for the a, suit, yeah. so that it wouldn't ice over. So Obadiah iced over. He falls to the ground, and he's done. Tony saves the day. Um, so basically, after Tony saves the day, we Tony's going to hold a press conference. Shield, which now they call it Shield, help Tony. To set up a story saying that Iron Man was his bodyguard and doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Tony's like, I think it's weird, but okay. He shares a beautiful kiss with Pepper. They basically say they love each other. They kiss? Really? Yeah. I thought they almost did. I thought they did. Mm. Yeah. We'll leave it up to fate. Yeah. Well, so, you know, we're going to say they kiss because I like that. Okay. So they, they kiss or almost kiss. 
Um, he goes have a moment. He goes into the press conference and he's talking about Iron Man being his bodyguard. And then he says, "You know what? I am Iron Man." And then fade to black. Yep. Well, so fade to credits. Yeah, fade to credits. They have the Cut credits. credits. Yeah. Then <laughs> they have what Marvel's now known for at the end of the movie after all the credits. Sequence. They have this sequence where we meet Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury talking about the Avengers Initiative. So, quick note here. I don't actually remember watching this movie in theaters. So I couldn't, because I couldn't remember where. You did it with me. No. This, that's where I'm going with this. But I couldn't, like, literally remember sitting in the theater and watching this. But when we got to the end there, I literally remember sitting in the theater when that scene happened and you geeking out so hard at Nick the, Fury. And the Avengers initiative. Yeah. Yeah. You had your whole, like, hands oh, going, and you were so excited. So that, like, reminded me, yes, I did see it in theaters with you. Yep. So that, because that leads us to, oh my god, there's going to be more movies, and they're hopefully going to do an Avengers movie. Yeah. And the thing is, if this didn't work, they weren't going to do an Avengers movie. It would have been a nice little thing, got us yeah. a little happy, but the rest of the public wouldn't have cared. Mm-hmm. But the public cared. People loved it. And now we're where we are with Marvel movies. So my general impression of this movie was this was probably one of my favorite origin stories. You know, you think about Batman, Mm -hmm. you think about Superman, you think about Spider-Man. Those are the origin stories we're used to seeing. Yeah. This is a very different origin story. And not everybody knows Iron Man's origin story. That's true. And you also don't feel like you're watching an origin story. Exactly. Exactly. It, because the movie's so well done, yeah. because Robert Downey Jr. is so perfect as Tony Stark. And all the other characters. Right. Yeah. It just Except feels Tyler. like a very organic movie that isn't trying to set anything up. Right. Because, again, you're right. If the movie didn't stand on its own, nothing, that, it wouldn't be setting anything we up. We wouldn't be where we are. Right. right. So it had to be a great movie. So exactly. even though it isn't... And this is really interesting because I don't think we talked about this yeah. before. And I don't think I've even thought about this before. But you're right. It is an origin story, but it doesn't feel like an origin story. Right, right. It doesn't feel like, you know, all the first Spider-Man movies where they have to, like, redo right. all of that. And you're just like, God, again? We get it. Um, or all the Batman Yes. Your mom was wearing pearls. We get it. <laughs> Her name was Martha. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but it... I mean, but yeah, we've also seen those a million times and we've never seen, to- right. you know, Tony Stark's origin story. And you could ask a but normal even- person... What is Tony Stark's origin? Right. You couldn't before 2008. Right. Now you can. But even even without, like, even having never, you know, seen it, it still doesn't feel like an origin story. It just feels like a really great movie okay. that, by the end of it, you're like, oh, he's Iron Man. But right. it kind of... How did of, he become... Right. But you don't really think about, oh, it's him becoming right. Iron Man. It's just him being Tony's... Because the thing yes. about Iron yes. Man is, everybody knows... Tony Stark is Iron Man. But also, Man. he didn't become Iron Man to become a su- to avenge anyone. He wants to make the world a better place. Right. But Spider Man wants to avenge, yeah, um, his uncle's death. Batman okay. wants to avenge his parents' yeah. death. You know, all that stuff. But he becomes Iron Man because he just wants to help people. Yeah. You know, and, and he also he likes creating atten- things. Yeah, and, and tension. Yeah. And tension. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's all of it. So, so this yeah. is one of my favorite origin mm-hmm. story movies. Um, I just think it's a great movie. It got me super excited to watch all the other ones, to see him again in action. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know yeah. why it doesn't feel like an origin movie? Because I was just thinking about um, Captain America. Yeah. Um, there's always like a moment in these movies where you have somebody talking to you mm-hmm. and, and, or talking to the, the character and they're just like, basically they have a decision to make, but there's never like that moment in no. Iron Man. It's no. just like a very seamless sort of This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm just going to do this because it's I want It's not to. him waking up in a cold right. sweat after having a dream and being like, I need to become Iron Man. <laughs> right. Right. No. Yeah. You're right. He just wants to do it. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. So, great movie. Got me super excited about watching the rest. Yeah. So, we talked about having um, a, a little uh, in-episode thing called um, <laughs> Fun Facts, Bitches. Oh. <laughs> so, since you didn't prepare any, because no. I think that's going to be your segment. Okay. Because um, you say bitches better than I do. Yeah. Fun um, fact, bitches. Yeah, see? It's already better. Uh, I'll give you a couple of fun facts. Um, And these are fun facts that I think are fun because I think the other thing about these movies is it really feels like the people who make the movies are comic book fans. Yes. You know? Well, they... Yes. Kevin Feige, who's the architect of all the Marvel movies, he has been working for Marvel for years. Mm -hmm. But he loves what he does and he loves the characters and you can tell he loves the characters. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, basically, they had they had thought about, for the villain for this movie, they had originally thought about Mandarin, because he's, like, right. the big, you know, whatever. What do you think but of... They, but they didn't want to do it, like, right off the bat right. for him. They didn't um, want to blow their Mandarin load. <laughs> um, so, that's when they moved to Obadiah. Um, Stain. I had no idea that was yeah. his last name. Um, apparently, the Crimson Dynamo was also... A villain in an earlier script. Wow. I have no idea who that is. Don't either. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't either. Um, Okay. So, the other thing that I thought was funny was um, the two... So, when when Iron Man is flying back from doing that original, like, blowing up the terrorist thing, Mm -hmm. um, and the two fighter jets are there, the fighter jet call signs are Whiplash 1 and Whiplash 2. Which is a Iron Man villain. Um, Yes. A reference to the comic book villain Whiplash. Who then later on becomes mm-hmm. a villain in the second movie. Uh, apparently, there's also Captain America's shield in Stark's workshop. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I knew that. So, um, and then apparently they also, um, John Favreau really wanted to um, show the construction of the Iron Man suit mm-hmm. um, in its three stages um, to be believable. But yeah. I just think that that's cool stuff because... It's people who are real fans of the comic books mm-hmm. who are bringing real stuff in. And I think that, you know, that's, I think, what Marvel does really well is that they make movies that are true to the comic book roots. Right. So that people like you who have this, like, deep knowledge and deep mm-hmm. nostalgia about um, certain things from the comic books, you get this feeling of, oh, my gosh, this is really real. Like, mm-hmm. this is really stuff that happened. It's really... They make it Marvel's... Like, everything's real life. Yeah. Like, yes, everything's still fantastical, mm-hmm. and certain things obviously can't happen, but they try to ground it as much as they can. Right. But they, So they throw in these things for co- real comic book fans mm-hmm. that um, really only you guys would know, well, that I only read about later on but, in, in clickbait articles on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but then it's also a very entertaining movie for people who mm-hmm. have, A, never read the comic mm-hmm. books, 
um, and only know very basic things, or even be people who don't even know that much about these characters. Well, I still think they're very enjoyable movies. Well, and a lot of people do. That's why yeah. they're do- going so well. One thing that's funny, so like I said, when Marvel kind of grounds everything in the real world, um, everyone always says Marvel is more science-based, Why DC is more... Fantasy? Uh, fantasy, mythical mm-hmm. type creature. Fly. There's no one who can fly on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, in the later Marvel, in the um, Avengers 2. Except you, for Vision. But he's a machine. Yeah. So he can't really fly on his own. Like, okay, fine. Well, I'm just saying, he's a machine. Yeah, okay. That's why he does it. And the what about mind Thor? gem. But if you think about Iron Man 2. I guess they, it's not Thor, it's his magical hammer. Right. But, but they're a little... But they're still based in science. They're just another world. They're yeah. like aliens mm-hmm. when they talk about when we get to Thor. But if you think about Iron Man 2 and how they have um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. they're genetically made. Yeah. You know, they were, they're were they not born that way. Or they were right. genetically made. So everything with Marvel is science-based. Mm-hmm. And that's how they try to ground this fantastical world that they live in. So another thing I thought would be fun is at the end of every episode, if we just kind of rate the movie as a movie, not compared to the other Marvel movies, maybe the last one will rate our favorite Marvel movies, mm-hmm. but I think let's just rate it as a movie. Okay. Do you want to go first? Um, sure. So as a, it's, it's tough though. I feel like, do you rate it from like what you thought it was when you first saw it or yeah. Cause I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah, I think as a movie, you know what? I said you go first. You're not. <laughs> I, I'm stalling. That's why. Yeah, I think honestly. Wait, wait. What is our system? What is our scale? Are we doing one through ten? Are we doing five stars? One to ten. Okay. So I would say this movie, honestly, as a movie, pretend it didn't even exist in the whole Marvel universe, but as a movie, I would give it nine out of ten. Wow. I think it was just such an enjoyable, except for Terrence Howard, well done <laughs> movie. The absence of Don Cheadle really, really, really took that, that, took that whole one away. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. It's a great movie, and it's very enjoyable. And I mean, even if you want to get nostalgic about it, like if you if yes. you watch it now, like it holds up. It holds up. For, it happened. Most movies that came out ten years ago don't really hold up. Mm-hmm. This holds up. Yeah. Even though the technology is very different and everything yeah. like that, it holds up. It's a mm-hmm. great movie. The casting, yeah. um, the the arc of the storyline, yeah. um, the seamless way that the uh, origin part of it mm-hmm. is done. Um, yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't ever like to give anything too much props, but I'll give it an eight. Yeah, it's a it's a good movie. Yeah. it's a well, I could sit and watch it over and over again. Yeah, it's a very Agreed. good movie. All right. So, do you want to talk, what's our next movie? Our next movie is Incredible Hulk. Oh, yay. (laughs) You know, you grow to like the Hulk as the other movies happen, Mm -hmm. but we will watch the Incredible Hulk and we will talk about the We will talk about it. It might not be as long of a podcast. (laughs) We might not have as much to say. But we will talk about the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) So, thank you for listening to Insert Superhero Pun here. Super pun. Mm. <laughs> Insert super pun. I like that. Yeah, I feel like superhero pun is a little too wordy, okay, so too mouthy. Insert super pun here. <laughs> yes, and we will be back next week with uh, the Incredible Hulk. Thank you. Signing off. Thank you.